Welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Crime Surveys, and today I am here with Rachel Hayward. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Good afternoon. Good evening. I'm fine. Thanks very much. I need more wine, obviously. <laughs> what are you drinking today? That's such a beautiful glass. Yes, so this is a little cheeky scoop of Prosecco, you know, just a little one just to wet my whistle. I need to call it a cheeky scoop. I need to get glasses like that first. I'm having a bucket of red wine. I can't even tell you which red wine it is because my husband just ferried it up to me. So he's having good behaviour today. So Rachel, what's your business called and what do you do? So I'm the lucky owner of three businesses. Um, my main one is Ask the Chameleon. Um, I write business awards, funding applications. It's me. Oh, sorry, I didn't realise it was you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I hide my light under my bushel technical term um so yeah I'm the truffle hand for the money um to help small businesses and charities find you know additional growth through that sort of um application for pots of cash here and there I'm also the extremely proud co-owner of the swap shop um which we created last year in um lockdown that's my dog woofing if you can hear him um and yeah, he wants to be part of the party. That's what it is. It's all about him. Um, so um, I started that last year. I'm just going to shut the door, but I can keep talking to you. <laughs> because we have the technology. Yay! Um, yay. Um, so we started that last year to help small businesses and charities swap skills with each other. And I created that with um, some other entrepreneurs near where I am in Derby. And then I've got another business with three other um, sort of charity professionals because my background's working in charities and HR and that's called In The Round Advisors and we give a holistic support to charities, so governance, fundraising, volunteering processes. So yeah, pretty busy. Yeah, so I met you on Clubhouse doing the swap shop, didn't I? Yes, so um, perhaps a little bit late to the party, I came to Clubhouse in January. Um, we'd just gone, uh, UK wide with swap shop in November and um, and it seemed to, first of all I joined then got massive FOMO then couldn't cope with it because it was just constant and then I realized pretty quickly that that's going to be a fantastic way to sort of tell everybody about swap shop and and to meet people and and sort of spread the word so yeah that's how I met you and the lovely guys in the UK business owners lounge and savvy business women and it's, it's been really great really great yeah, it's such a great platform. I had the strangest call today, though, from a competitor of Clubhouse. Um, this is going to sound really wanky, but it was really hilarious. I had to say, send it to everyone in my team. But um, they said, as a Clubhouse influencer, would you like to be on our new platform? And I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, get you. I was wetting myself I was like the only people I influence is drunk people down the pub like I have no influence on anyone but I suppose if that's an accolade that that's worth having I'll just take everyone down the pub absolutely absolutely yeah I, I mean it's I can I can see it's it's a tough um gig to have all the time being an influencer anyway but you know the the clubhouse because I think people thought originally they could have it on in the background and be doing their other work. I can't do that. I've lost all ability to multitask when I hit 40. So I'm just like a one, a one thing gal at the moment. So, um, but it, it's definitely made all the difference to Swap Shop and I'm truly grateful for that. 
Yeah, it's absolutely amazing platform. And it's been incredible for my business too. Absolutely. I always say to people, and actually it's it's made me realize I have a skill and maybe lots of people on Clubhouse do have the same skill um, and maybe not, but it's made me realize I have a skill I didn't really necessarily know I had where I can sense people's emotions through their voice. Like if somebody's having a bad day, I can hear it. If somebody isn't authentically resonating with their business, I can pinpoint it. And the biggest one is that I can tell if they're talking bullshit and that in on Clubhouse has been phenomenal. So it's given me a platform to be able to pick more authentically the type of people that I want to work with rather than the written word, which I, I'm not the best at the written word. So being able to speak to people and kind of get to know who they, who they are as people has been like incredible I, I love it yeah and I, I've got a bit of a spidey sense for that working in HR you, you you know you built that over time and and you know people that just come in say what they want to say and then just basically fuck off and it's like that's that's just like coming into a networking face-to-face shoving your card in my face and then going somewhere else and it's like no I'm not having it um so yeah it's been good there's been some very funny moments and um and long may continue really I think it's definitely got a niche it's not for everybody but then face-to-face networking is not for everybody choice I'm all I'm all about the choice definitely yeah I couldn't agree more like face-to-face networking is not necessarily my forte because I anywhere where I can't actively roll my eyes or say somebody you know you don't have to waft your dick in my face to tell me how amazing you are like I have a room on a Thursday 11 o'clock called the anti-willywagon networking room because I'm not great when people need to come on stage and tell me what color their Ferrari is because I don't think that has anything to do with what they do as a business or how they can help people so I find that type of networking incredibly strange but you know that's just who I am as a person and you know I like to be slightly controversial and say exactly what I see so when I get the opportunity to be able to start rooms of my own and then set the ground rules I really love that because I would never be the type of person that would start a face-to-face networking group because that would just that just sounds like stress to me so having the ability to say to people you know warn them that actually you sound like you are getting your penis out at the moment so if you could just put that away and just kind of tell us what you do and who you want to connect with then that's fine and every single week we have to throw someone off the stage because they just can't contain themselves and that's fine because you know slowly people will get used to what rooms are good for them and what aren't and I certainly have no desire to have people like that in my rooms no I I love it because I can look like an apps I I can look like I've been dragged through a hedge backwards and nobody judges so I'm literally half the time sometimes still in bed um sometimes you know half half normal half pajamas I could be out walking the dog you know and so it speaks to me on so many different levels and I find people fascinating in their voices and and the way in which they express themselves um so I love it um just because I don't have to slap all the makeup on them and and because those sorts of things matter to me I take those things very seriously it allows perhaps it allows me to be a bit more me because I'm in the comfort of my own home and nobody can see me all they can do is hear me so yeah I quite like it yeah yeah me too definitely can turn up there in any manner of states without having a care in the world you know the only day since January that I've not kind of turned up every day was today when I was feeling rough and I kind of thought well no you can just 
you can have the day off which was quite nice too and not feel the the need to knowing that other people that are kind of in your network are gonna show up and do their bits for for the rooms when they need to so that's kind of good and it's really given like people like me and you a community of people that we can really trust and you know I recommend you all the time when I hear people who need um help with funding and stuff like that and it's funny I'll be on a stage somewhere and I'll, I'll be like oh yeah I've got the perfect person she goes by you know um swap shop and, and you'll be like here I am and come up and chat. <laughs> like spidey senses that I've recommended you to somebody <laughs> but I think that's absolutely amazing so do you because you predominantly talk about the swap shop I mean you do talk about the fact that you do um help with um raising funds and stuff as well but because you talk predominantly about the swap shop on there has it also had a knock-on effect on your other business either positively or neg negatively so swap shop is a monster child um that has a juggernaut all of its own um and my and literally a corona coaster all of its own um because i i feel so passionately about it i could do that all the live long day but obviously I need to pay the bills and and we're totally bootstrapping it at the moment so but I went on Clubhouse for Swap Shop. I didn't. I didn't talk about me, um, you know. It, and and it wasn't until um, Maddie asked me to from the UK Business Owners Lounge to perhaps help with her weekday mornings because it was getting too much for her. And she went themed, and she does one on a Thursday, funded Thursday. So there's me, there's Nicola Toner who does crowdfunding, and then there's Paul that does you know mainstream loan finance and that sort of thing. And, and it's really weird because I go into that room and I have to really concentrate because I'm so used to saying, oh, I'm Rachel from Swap Shop and blah, blah, blah. Um, but finding funding is really, really difficult. Um, it's not for the faint hearted. It's most of the time it's no, which is why Swap Shop is so great because Swap Shop is all about the yes. So it's a great antidote to the highly competitive often negative world of fundraising and, and writing applications. Um, so I, I don't really push it too much through Clubhouse. Um, there is just me in Ask the Chameleon, so I can only cope with what I can write with at the time. Um, and I've always set it up to be to be that way. So in a lot of ways, I don't want a lot of clients because I couldn't I couldn't cope with with the demand, really. So but it. it it ticks along and it works very well. And this year, this past 12 months has been one of the best years I've had on the consultancy side of things. So I am I am very fortunate. I've only been going six years um, and it's been a huge learning curve. So and then and then, as I say, I, I run Swap Shop with four or five other people, which is crazy and mental and lovely all in one go. You do have a, a, an amazing team as part of the Swap Shop, though, don't you? Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, so when it first started, a charity uh, lady, Tracy Harris from Safe and Sound, so I'm in near Derby, said we need a way to swap skills with each other to get through this pandemic. Little did we know how long it was going to last and still last. Oh yeah, the three-week pandemic that we were going to go through. Yeah, yeah. And this was in April, and and I saw oh swap swap shop Noel Edmonds on my days. So I rang Dean and I said I've got this idea, and I'm like a magpie. I like a brand new shiny idea. Get very excited. I said, what do you think? I said, it'd be great to do, don't you think? So fortunately he said, yes. And it was like, but I can't code for Toffee. He makes wetsuits, you know, award-winning wetsuits. Don't get me wrong for Olympians. 
Um, and I rang Lee from Think3 and I'd only met him a couple of times and he said yes to me straight away. And then in two weeks, he and his amazing um, partners in at Think3 just built it and it was it's just phenomenal. And it literally has exploded since then. And it's, when he talks about where it could go and we, we made it into a company because I needed that all to be sorted and I didn't want that to be a problem. Um, get really excited about what it could do. And then the people that it started to help and make a difference to, it's a perfect sweet spot for me between my commercial stuff and my charitable background. It's the perfect hybrid in, in the middle. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are times when I could just give it all up and go and live in a cave <laughs> on a regular basis. Um, but, and the thing about having other people to work with that I, that I don't think I appreciated in the years that I've worked alone was just how important they are to, to pick you up, but also just how much more of a robust idea you can have together. So Lee is a chartered um, accountant. He's also a marketing guru. He writes great content. So when we write things together, it's, it's pretty impressive. And just the two of us together, you know, it's, it's pretty magical, really. I'm, I'm very blessed to have found him because he works. He has the same work ethic as me. So I, I am very blessed. And all the guys that he brings with, with him are just, it's phenomenal. It really is. I can often struggle with that in business because I'm very much a absolute workhorse where I just don't stop, which is why I'm currently not very well because... I've had launch after launch after launch and now it's we're mid launches so obviously I have to come down with some bug which as business owners we know that that's exactly what we always do so it's fine but what I did to combat that is I then created my own mastermind where I had a selection of businesses together and we meet every Monday to have our weekly strategy call and then every other Wednesday to have a target call and that's what I needed to have those collective conversations with business owners because I had my team but their their direction their their you know love of the business wasn't the same as mine it wasn't about you know pushing it forward theirs was about making sure that all of the crazy things that comes out of my head get done and I took it I'd relied on them for such a long time that, that I then didn't have that part of the business anymore. So when I found other businesses to kind of have those conversations with, it grew my business exponentially because I could then have a, an idea and it would become more rounded by speaking to other business owners about, yeah, that makes sense. But actually, if have you thought about this problem and that problem, that problem, and then I'd, you know, I'd constantly mull through and I could have done that on my own and I did do that on my own for years but it sped it up phenomenally so having that mastermind has been the best thing I ever did for my business yeah and I, I was very much a lone wolf you know working in HR you know I tended to be the only HR person in a business so so you just are you know? yeah um, and that was fine and you know pretty self-sufficient and resilient and all that sort of thing Covid changed that for me. So obviously, swap shop, working with other people, but also I realised how how much I needed certain people. So I have a group of girlfriends from Derby that we've grown closer as a result. Couldn't be without. But also, all my family are self-employed. All my partner's family are employed, and there is a difference. Um, and I am I am not a workaholic, 
but I live it, I breathe it, it's what I do. I was like that when I used to be employed. Um, and obviously, you know, when, the, when COVID first struck, I cried for two weeks because I just thought it was all over. Um, and, then, and then I got cross. And then it's like, nobody is taking this away from me. So I'm gonna put my big girl super pants on and I'm gonna rescue myself. And then I'm gonna rescue everybody else with Swap Shop. This was my big dream. Um, but I think that, you know, that comes and, and that ability to work all hours and be thinking about it. You know, I think about things quite a lot, even when I'm walking the dog. I think comes from a family that that has had their own businesses and worked in that way, and I and I love it. You know, I'm not saying that I want it to stay on my tombstone. Oh, she worked really hard. I play hard as well. Don't get me wrong, but I love what I do. It it makes me get up out of bed in the morning. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Um, and and it you know it gives me a lot of sat. I derive a lot of satisfaction from that, and that's my choice. Um, but it, yeah, it makes me very happy. Yeah, me too, me too. I, you know, even yesterday when I wasn't feeling very well and I'd booked the afternoon off and went for a nap and, you know, it was supposed to refresh me and everything like that. And then <laughs> as soon as I woke up from my nap, I was straight on the phone to like my, my partner in crime in the business and said to her, I've had another idea. And she was like, oh, for God's sake, Denise. And I was like, I can't help it. You gave me some time off. And my brain went brilliant. Let's do something else. And I was like, oh, God. But it's just the way you are. If you've always ran your own businesses, your brain just never stops. And the times when it shouldn't do these things, like for me, it's dog walks. And, you know, if I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I, you know, I can get everything out. Sometimes it's when I'm journaling and I get, you know, I, brain dump onto a piece of paper but those are the times where I have amazing ideas if I'm just trudging through the the drudgery of running a business it's harder to be creative but when you have those moments of just pure clarity and genius it's just you know I, I don't think I could ever get that from working for someone else but then I've not done it for a very long time yeah I, I do think I'm pretty unemployable now yeah me too um you know I, I'm, I work... I'm essentially feral now yeah, I I worked, um, so when I, I got made redundant, that's how my business started completely by accident. And I, I went to work at the um, my local university as, as a lecturer. And um, I did that for a couple of years and, and they gave me a part-time contract for which I will forever be grateful. And then I had to have a word with myself and say, and my friend Bev said, now you need to leave because you said you would. Um, but you know, I'm an associate, I go in, I lecture, I, I come away. Um, and I've never been very good in a large organisation anyway, because I don't do politics. You know, people are people and we get along. And if something needs doing, I'll do it. I don't need to fill in a form in triplicate. Um, so now I think, yeah, this, this, is, this is where I need to be from, from now on for everyone's safety <laughs> and my emotional well-being. Because um, somebody did approach me for a job the other day and I was just like, I'm so flattered, but I don't think you'd want me. No, not really. <laughs> absolutely not. And I think the more successful I become in business, the more that of those calls I get, you know, come in because I do um, property and come into our organization and help us sort everything out. And I'm like, oh, you, you just it would be the worst thing for your business ever because I would literally be like your shit your shit, your shit. <laughs> like absolutely not so not fair on anyone else anyway what's the plans for your businesses where are they all going oh who knows I don't have a plan um my, my plan is there is no plan 
um, we have a we have an idea with with Swap Shop. Obviously, we we want to get investment for that because then we will be able to do more and I will be able to employ a team to help me. We're limited with what we can do in our volunteer time and we need a more sophisticated platform so, so that it, it's punchier, it's quicker, still does what it says on the tin. Um, and, you know, I'm working on that at the moment. I've been writing some applications for funding. We've been writing some award applications for the marketing campaign. Um, with Ask the Chameleon, that might have to take a bit of a, a backward step if Swap Shop is in its ascendancy, um, which some of my clients have said they will not have. Um, so it'll be the juggle of that. Um, and the same within the round, really. Um, it's just about, I, I've never liked to have all my eggs in one basket. So it's, it's and, and I, I do get bored very easily. So having the variety really helps me. I'm also um, a charity trustee for a small organisation here in Derby that gives support to people having cancer treatment, Annabelle's Angels. So I do some old fashioned fundraising pre-COVID with them, you know, fancy dress and singing and this, that and the other. So th there's always lots of things. And I, when I was young, when I was at university, I wanted to be a managing director by the time I was 35. And I was, and I hit it. And actually looking back now, that was a dangerous, target to have because what happens after 35 um so now I just have I want to enjoy it every day I want to be able to pay my bills and if swap shop is going to make us you know a million and make a difference to people then I'll have some of that thanks very much yeah I feel exactly the same I'm, I'm lucky I didn't have any ambition to be a CEO or anything like that unless it meant that it was a CEO of my own business and then of course that was definitely fine um but I mine has always been to just keep going like when people say oh I want to retire at 50 I'm like oh my god that sounds awful like I never want to retire I want to continue to do things I love and that that means working and enjoying my life all at the same time to give one up would be to not be who I am and I just can't imagine that at all no and like you know I, I see that in my in my parents and my sister and her husband I think you know if I won the lottery tomorrow I would have a pot of money that startups could apply for because my God, there's nothing out there that they have to match or they'd have to repay when they do well. And not every one of them does, but I would really like to address that. Um, and also go into schools and colleges and, and teach them how it really is with people that have, that have done it. I'm, I'm a great wordsmith, but I'm absolutely shit at the numbers, which is why Lee makes a great business partner. You know, it's to go and talk about that you know the money side of things because it's not a dirty word and and it's a skill that every business owner needs to have um so yeah that's that's what i would do just to, to continue to make that difference really and and to help people be what they want to be um and i i talk to my students and and some of them have a very defined career path and i'm like don't you know be open to opportunities say yes to things take a risk what's the worst that could happen you don't like it stop it do something else yeah, I couldn't agree more. There's so much to life that you can live and enjoy. And when you're young and you can take every opportunity, you should just bloody well grab it and run with it. I'm 40 and I still feel young. Well, I'm 49 and I love my mistakes that I make, you know, um, because that's when it. I learn. Yeah, I love it because A and 1, I know I'm alive. B and 2, I'm taking risks and I'm very, very not a good risk taker. Um, but 
you know, I'm not, it's not as if I'm a brain surgeon, you know, I don't hold somebody's life in my own hands. And if I make a mistake, I always remember my very first manager was, I made a mistake and he said, so what's your solution? Don't come to me with the mistake, come to me with the mistake and the solution and that's fine. And I, I learned from that. Um, so I am very solutions orientated. I'm my own worst critic. If I've made a mistake, I'll, I'll get really cross at myself, but I, I will make it right. Um, and that's as much as you can do, isn't it? And equally, you know, I do put the laptop down. I do pick my drinks up. I go and sit in the garden with, with my dog, who now that his daddy's home is not woofing any longer. And, and, you know, and I spend time with my family and that's what being self-employed gives me choice. It is that choice. Yeah, absolutely. I've, you know, I, I really struggle with my team who um, don't necessarily have the, the same mentality with me about mistakes. I am always like, oh, I made another mistake. It's fine. It won't happen again. Or made another, another mistake. Let's solve that. Or, you know, my team kind of take things a lot more to heart than I do. And, and I find that intriguing because it's not something that I've ever struggled with. But We'll get there in time and you know nobody should be like me because i'm i'm unique, unique. for a reason <laughs> absolutely i know god thank god for that so rachel where can people find you if they want to work with you so um if you want to help if you want me to find the money for you the truffle hound it's www.askthecameleon.co.uk if you if it all starts with a swap, which it does, you can find me at uh, the ukswapshop.co.uk. We're all over the social. If you find Noel Edmonds, or if you, he's a personal friend, I will love you forever. Oh, he's hiding that's in New such a good mission. He's hiding in New Zealand, running a positivity radio show, which we're still very closely aligned with. I will find him. I will track him down. I have a set of secret skills. But if anybody else has, I'm all about that. Oh, I like that. Oh, right. So anyone out there who knows Noel Edmonds or knows a way to get to Noel Edmonds or knows where Noel Edmonds is or which radio show he's on, get exactly. in touch straight away. Oh, that's such a great mission. I'm going to have to share this everywhere. So Rachel, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We end all the podcasts with an eight mile moment. So I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. I make that very clear. And I love Eminem and I love the eight mile. And he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him. He's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer so that his opponent can't say anything bad back. So Rachel, what's the worst things about you? Um, I'm massively competitive. Mm, yeah, sometimes really bad. I, I, I try to keep it on the down low for anybody that sees me, um, but I've lost all that HR ability to just go, mm -hmm. now I'd be like Joey from Friends if I don't win. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, I have really high standards for myself so I can really beat myself up a little bit. Um, and you know, when I'm outside of work, I, I do like a fair tickle. Oh, we need to go for a drink. <laughs> I'll visit Derby. Absolutely. I'll bring the camper van up to Derby. <laughs> well, thank Excellent. you so much for being on the podcast, Rachel. Thank you. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor our podcast, you can contact us at podcast at find-surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.